what we we haven't done really. What ever. have we not done ever? All aboard! <laughs> Crazy, eh? How has that never come up? Right. I can't believe that either. All aboard! Wow, 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 wow. You like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, yeah. That just that song in particular seems tailor made for the Side Talks podcast. It really does. That's gonna be a great little intro. I mean, I love our our original music that we have. Sure. Thanks, Keener. But um, yeah. Why not? Why not a little crazy train? You know what my favorite part of the intro is? What? When cackling? I say, what's up, ding-dongs? Oh, no. I, thought you were t- I thought we were talking about Ozzy Osbourne, no, not no. your bullshit. Our okay. intro, which okay. sometimes okay. features Ozzy Osbourne, but always features me Crazy. greeting our That's listeners. That's <laughs> That's right. I'm Rachel Morgan. That's uh, Ozzy Osbourne over there. I am Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, do you have any bats, by the way? Some delicious bats? Oh, man. That poor Anybody? bat. Anybody? Bats? That poor bat. It's a reference to a thing that happened, allegedly. No, I think he it, I think he confirmed it. He's confirmed that he bit that head off. He Right? Yeah, wasn't it? But it wasn't the... God, what was it? It wasn't a bat. It was a dove or something. Yeah. It was a yeah, bird, not right. a bat. Well, I don't like that. Any way you look at it, it was nasty behavior. Yeah. He's admitted that was the wrong thing to do. Oh, I bit, I bit the head off of a dove, I did. <laughs> I, in it. Oh, governor, I don't, my tummy doesn't feel very good because I bit the head off of that bird. Man. I don't think it matters when you're that gacked out. I guess not. Who's going to play Ozzy Osbourne in the biopic? Well, I just put forth, uh, I think, a pretty strong a nice audition. audition. So everybody, uh, you know, if you if you hold the life rights uh, to Mr. Osbourne, give me a call. Give me a call. I'm available. At I'm this pretty point, sure. don't you think it's going to be like Russell Crowe? I thought you were going to say Russell Brand, which seems... <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. I would, I'd be down for that. I'd be a, he'd be have to shapeshift a little bit, but I'd be down for it. People would be like, did you bite the head off a bat? And you'd be like, oh, I don't know. Oh, man. I anyway, so. Anyway, let's talk about movies that actually exist, even though, oh, boy, now that we've said it, guess what's about to happen? It's going to come to fruition. Anyway, let's talk about movies that already exist, as All of today, right. at least, as of today. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. You know what we didn't say, though? What? Side Talks podcast. We kind of no, referred okay. to it Whatever. Briefly. Let's do what we do, which is fight. And yeah. I want to fight with you today about a film that I slacked you about just a f- just about a week ago, a few, a few nights ago. That's right. And I said, have you seen this film? And that film is The Terminal the Steven Spielberg movie starring yes. Tom Hanks. Have yes. I seen The Terminal? And he I said have yes. Definitely seen The Terminal, and I I think The Terminal is pretty good. Start the timer, Brad, please. Because you you came at me pretty fast and furious when I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I think this movie is pretty good." <laughs> I couldn't believe um, my ears. With my something eyes. um pretty you know intense, and I, I don't remember your exact wording, but it was like this is the worst movie ever made. Uh, no, yeah, I just watched one of the worst films I've ever seen. Exactly. These are your words from. I Slack. stand by them. That's. I was. What is it? Slack jawed? Is that a? I was slack jawed at how terrible this movie was. Truly, truly awful. One of the worst films you've ever Absolutely, seen. Absolutely, and I stand by it. And here's the thing: this uh, thing is ripped from the headlines, right? This is a film that's based on an actual story, even very though, loosely. Even though, uh, yes, exactly, the film is based very loosely, but the story is interesting. So this gentleman 
get stuck in actually I think the Paris airport. Yes. I don't think it was. It was not it was JFK. Like, yeah, it was not JFK where the film takes place, but in the Paris airport. And because of a number of circumstances, in addition to the fact that I think him personally and his some of his own personal decisions, he is is stuck in limbo in the airport and lives in the airport for many many years. And when you get on that Wikipedia page and you go through, it is it is like what the hell is going on here? There's a lot of interesting stuff. None of that interesting stuff translates to the screen. Well, it's, it is you know, poorly structured. Based. It is weekly. It is weakly written. It it is miserable to watch. It is silly. It is stupid. It is unbelievable. The performances are weak. I can't even mm. believe that Tom Hanks was cast in this role. He's playing what? What nationality is he supposed to be here? Krakosian. He's from the, the the country of Krakosia, which is definitely a real place. My name is Tom Hanks in the terminal. I don't think. I think that it should be canceled if Tom Hanks plays anything but a white man. Anything but a white well, man. He's he a, should be canceled. He's a white man. He just. Has a strong accent. Look, you know, is the terminal a great movie? No. Is it absolutely miserable to watch? Of course not. Steven Spielberg directed this. Sam, Steven for your, Spielberg. It doesn't matter. And this proves it does that this matter. proves that it doesn't. Just because Steven Spielberg directs something doesn't automatically make it good. Y'all get that it out of your It doesn't automatically make it good. But I'll tell you what it automatically does. It automatically makes it not the worst movie you've ever oh, seen because he true. can move I the camera less. and block actors oh, in front of it in ways that are barely. pleasing. You know what? In this case, fucking, fucking barely. barely. For your are consideration, you joking? Sam. I can't believe this is getting Sam. so intense about the terminal, by the way. Sam, for your consideration, there is a scene where this man who's stuck in the airport does a fucking dinner thing for Catherine Zeta-Jones. And, and this was charming. No, it's not. Yes, it About, is. This is. I woke up. I fell asleep for 30 minutes. I woke up to this because this thing is boring. It's fucking snooze fest. He, okay, let me just tell you. He does this dinner for her and he puts this food out because he's made friends with people at the airport. And when the camera pans around, one of the guys that's like the guy who sweeps the floor he's juggling. is spinning dishes. He's spinning dishes like, look at how whimsical I am. And uh, I'm spinning dishes and that at their is, dinner. That it's is Pagoda from the Royal Tenenbaums, terrible. by the way. So it's it rules. fucking terrible. No, no, no. Listen. You know what it reminds me of? Some shit my brother would have written and directed when he was eight. Sounds eight. pretty good. You're, you must have terrible. a talented brother. I, I Look, my, my secret is this. Like... 90% of movies I see are fine, and this falls straight into that fine category. Is it my favorite Steven Spielberg movie? That would be an insane thing to say, but it doesn't have like enough charm and craft to it to make it a pretty okay watch overall. Yeah, of That's, course. First of all, if, even, if we were, even if I accepted that, which I do not, I think it's so much worse than what you're saying. No. But even if I accepted that, if Spielberg have some have some. F- have some fucking pride and live up to your goddamn name and don't put this kind of shit out there into the world. It's fucking terrible. It looks like something that you would watch on Lifetime, but worse because at least Lifetime's funny and fun. Oh, it's much better than that because they actually built a big set and it looks nice. The cinematography is good. Like, come on. Come on. On a technical level. It looks like you grabbed a fucking student at the University of Alabama who was like the worst in class. And you said, you want to be in a movie? Come put on a funny accent and, 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 and tap dance around for Steven Spielberg. It's shit. It's absolute shit. I can't even believe you like this thing. Yeah, because it's pretty good. Again, like I'm not going to bat for it like as a masterpiece or something. 
thing, but come but on. Why, are, why is that acceptable? If you are one of the greatest filmmakers uh-huh. in the world, in all of history, why is this okay? That is the I only reason. It's the only reason you're putting it in the okay category because, and I even said halfway through, I was like, what hack directed this? And then Spielberg's name came up, and it is indeed the work of a hack. The performances are over the top. That's an insane statement. The script Absolutely is idiotic. Not. Script isn't very up, good. He cranks, right, he cranks the score up. It's sweeping and sentimental in oh, a way that don't is come, so Don't annoying. come from my man John Williams. Do not come from my man this John is, Williams. What score was this for? What, the what Terminal, was he the 2004 film by Steven Spielberg. No, he was scoring a film about somebody like terminally ill or something. Speaking of Terminal, Mm-mm. this is shit. Mm. Oh, come on. Shit. Come on. No, it is. It's worse. I would rather, you know what's better film? The Room. The Room is a better film because at least it has some heart. That's an empirically incorrect statement to make. Piss poor, Corey. It's all right. No excuse. It's fine. It's good. It's enjoyable. I've seen this it's, movie a oh, bunch enjoy- of times. It's the opposite of enjoyable. I would have rather had an enema. You did fall asleep for a quarter of it. Yeah, though, I did. In, You're in, right. I did. For a so quarter. that quarter of it could but have really still left three hours. been the quarter that, that, that changed things for you. It really left like three hours on the clock on this mm, thing. Mm. Miserable. Miserable. Sam, Sam is probably, it's probably your guardian angel that's protected you from hearing us. It's weird that you said All right, it, guys, break it up, break it up. It lasted three hours, because according to IMDb, it's 128 minutes. It just saying. Like less time. Less time. Time. It felt like 128 million. Uh, we're going to see this on World Star Leader. Um, so, uh, the terminal. Um, okay, uh, j- spoiler alert, Corey lost it for himself with a Borat impression. Um, <laughs> no, that is that is Tom Hanks' That is ripped Borat from the film. That was Borat. By no, the way. I, I Sam, only heard was, Borat. That was basically a clip of the film, oh, no. just so you know. Um, so, yeah, lost it for himself. Um, and yeah, the first line of the synopsis is just Victor Navar- Navorsky. Victor, Victor Navorsky. My Victor name is Navorsky, Victor Navorsky. I'm from Krakosia. Tom Hanks, an Eastern European tourist. That's just an, an immediate no. Um, <laughs> so, bon- bonus points for Rachel's very impassioned, uh, just fucking barely in regards to Spielberg's talent at, um, with, at blocking. Um, and. <laughs> I'm going to say Rachel loses some points for attempting to manipulate the judge in front of everyone. Um, but, I mean, um, this just sounds awful. Rachel wins by just a million points here. Um, and, yeah, I think uh. everyone should just watch uh, Where the Heart Is instead. About what? Where someone, it's just a movie about someone getting st- stuck in the same location. Right? I, I, all I can say is watch anything but this. <laughs> It's watch, fine. Yeah, I mean, they're the like, they're like, watch Piranha Triple D or whatever. It's just like a person wandering around a location. There are like twenty-five better Steven but it's Spielberg Natalie movies, Portman instead but of like Tom Hanks being Borat, right? Tom Hanks being Victor Navorsky, sir. Y'all just don't Razzie. understand the nuances. I'm awarding him a Razzie. Of there, I the wish I understood nuance. Which, and look, <laughs> as far as me the, too, I really do because I, clearly I don't because this fucking film is like a slap across the face. Like Listen, it's all about getting. Uh, meeting the jazz icons that your father so admired in his life, and just wanting to hang out in New York and have a good time. But uh oh, stuck at the uh, stuck at the airport. Got to eat a bunch of Burger King. Oh, Sam, he also has his father's ashes in a in a peanut can, oh, and what? he and he carries those around the airport with him. It's yes. fine in execution. That doesn't sound good, it, but it's, it's not it's that It's not hard. fine. And as far as me trying to manipulate the judge, I'm just following the lead of the Academy. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that's a, that's yeah, a, Andrea Riseborough is a real winner here. <laughs> Agreed. Not in the terminal. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Corey. 
So, Rachel. This is kind of a reflection okay. combined with the what we're watching. All righty. I know that you've had your head in Sundance for the last week or so. I have. I did virtual Sundance. Didn't get to go to Park City. My little brother did. If oh, you yeah? can believe that. He was there just like, hey, I'm at Sundance. Like, neat. Cool. Hope you're well, good, good for him. Yeah. It's cold, so but don't I, worry about it. I was it, but... on my couch uh, watching some of the Sundance programming from the comfort of my home. And we recognize that when you're hearing this, that Sundance is well in your rearview mirror, but um, we are recording uh, you know, a little bit after the fact, and, and we figure it's still relevant to talk about. So hit us with a – we're going to do this in a couple of different segments. Sure. So uh, you know, stay tuned to future episodes for more, but hit us with a couple of the films that you saw at Sundance via your couch. Yeah, so I guess I'll start with one of the buzzier titles of the festival because it stars a real um, appealing sort of up-and-coming actor who I think is about to really blow up, uh, Jonathan Majors, who um, has had uh, a really kind of wonderful career so far, uh, breaking out in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, and this year he will be starring in Creed three as the guy who's going to punch uh, Michael B. Jordan a bunch, but also he's the new big bad Marvel villain, oh. um, who's going to make his appearance in some Marvel movies this year. The, the movie he, uh, debuted at Sundance though, is a film called magazine dreams. And this is the second feature from Elijah Bynum, who previously directed hot summer nights a movie yeah. I know you like, I like quite a, a lot. bit. And we screened at sidewalk. Yeah. Yes. Um, this brings that same sort of uh, intensity yeah. to a character study um, that I saw compared to Taxi Driver a lot, but which reminded me of the Richard Wright novel Native Son, most of all. It's about uh, a bodybuilder played by Jonathan Majors who um, – is driven to pursue his dream of becoming an extremely famous bodybuilder at all costs. Um, he's also a deeply unstable individual, not just because of, and this is where I draw the Richard Wright comparisons, not just because he lives in America, which is a racist country where right. everybody sees a giant muscular black man and kind of, you know, he gets a lot of looks from old ladies and stuff like that. Um, but he, he is just generally unbalanced as well. And the movie in kind of unrelenting, in kind of an unrelenting way, depicts a spiral out of control for this character. Yeah. Um, very, very intense. But Majors, as befitting his his status as, as a really exciting new actor, really, um, really goes for it. And I think it's an excellent performance. The movie, um, very good, not quite up to the level of what Majors is doing in it, but well worth seeing, even though it's a really intense and uncomfortable and unrelenting watch. So uh, audiences are probably going to find it uh, a bit of a tough sit if and when they get an opportunity to see it, it has not been acquired for distribution yet. It will be, As though. of this recording, I'm sure, I'm sure. it will be. And, yeah, by the time you hear this, it might even be. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that a smart distributor could um, take some real care with this movie, and, and Jonathan Majors could find himself in awards conversation at some point down the road if the right folks buy it and and – do something special with it. Um, the other movie 
that was a, a kind of big buzzy title that was acquired for distribution um, is a movie called Fair Play, um, written and directed by Chloe DeMont. This is her feature debut, um, and this was purchased by Netflix, so it will be available for you to stream, I'm sure, at some point this year. This stars uh, Phoebe Dynavor, who I think was on Bridgerton, not a show that I watched, and um, Alden Ehrenreich, who um, was Han Solo in the Solo um, movie that came out a few years back, and one of the best things about the Coen brothers, Hail Caesar. Um, Fair Play was kind of heralded as the return of the erotic thriller, um, and I didn't find it particularly erotic or thrilling myself. It's about two people who work at a hedge fund. They are secretly dating, and as the film begins, they are they are very passionately uh, in love. They can't keep their hands off one another, but this relationship is by necessity secret because they work at the same hedge fund. Well, uh, a hotly uh, desired promotion opens up. Um, they think that the man is going to get it, but uh oh, the woman gets it. Yeah. And, um, Aaron Reich's character kind of spirals due to his own sort of insecure masculinity. And that's kind of what the movie is about. Um, how this couple can navigate his sort of breaking from reality. Um, this one I was not super hot on. It yeah. has gotten more favorable notices from others who attended the festival. I think it's okay. You know, it's not great. Um, it's it's not as provocative as I wanted it to be. It's certainly not um, playing in the same sort of trashy Adrian line sort of sandbox that I expected. Well, that's a shame. And I, I do that's think that's a this, fun sandbox to be in. Uh, yeah, and I, I think this this material could have been ripe for. Uh, in particular, sort of satire of of this whole sort of dynamic and these these sorts of people, but it didn't really come together for me. I think the performance is really good. I think it looks good, um, and I think you know this is certainly going to provoke conversation when it comes out later this year. Certainly, Netflix is is hotter on it than I am, and they're probably going to put a lot of muscle behind it at some point. Um, but I'm curious to see the reaction that Fair Play gets when it comes out, even though not my favorite movie of the festival, unfortunately. Well, I'm interested to see it. Yeah. Sounds promising to me. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> it, it I <laughs> I don't understand a man having an issue with his smoking hot fiance making astronomical amounts of money. It have seems you, like have you met men? It seems like a rising tide raises all boats in that situation uh and you're really getting the best of all possible worlds in such a scenario but again yeah maybe I just haven't we met We could men. just go down the street and walk into any restaurant and grab a random man and I think that he could explain it to you. I I'm going to need it to <sighs> be explained to me because I certainly don't get it. Uh, yeah. As somebody married to someone who makes a lot more money than I do. Yeah. Um, and you know what? That's great. <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Because well. um, public school teachers, you know, what are you going to do? Um, she would almost have to make more money than I do. <laughs> I'm paid very well. Um, my 
a lot of administrators that ask. Don't. A lot of administrators that ask will listen to this. Uh, I hear that, but you know well, what? We but, shouldn't lie to the world. Teachers aren't paid enough. No, pay teachers you, more. Listen, I was at Bucky's the other day pumping uh, gas. Okay, Bucky's. If you are listening uh, from somewhere other than the state of Alabama, Bucky's is a giant. And when I say giant, I am not exaggerating. It is a giant gas station that has anything you can possibly imagine, including two hundred gas pumps. Wow. Really? Something like that. I mean, it's wild. And I'm pumping gas and I look up and there's a sign and they're paying their managers starting at 175K going up to 225K a year for a manager of a gas station. And it also that comes with three weeks of vacation that you can roll over plus full benefits and a uh, and a, also a pension. So my point is, is that in this country, we do care a lot more about our gas station managers, which is nothing wrong being a gas station manager. I'm just simply saying you you pay gas station managers more than you pay the people who are teaching your children. I just had a moment of existential despair. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should end this segment. I'm going to end it because I'm going to head on down to Bucky's now I'm to spiraling. get an application. I'm, I'm spiraling out of control, just like the male protagonists of those movies I just mentioned. Also, can Bucky sponsor us? Please. We just put place an employment ad for him. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic academy and Christina Ricci. Well. You knew I was going to do that. There is a lot we could say, not in the outro to this episode, about the Academy Awards nominations and the Andrea Riseborough surprise nomination. Um, I think Richie's in the right on this one. I think she's probably in the right. But you know what? I actually haven't I haven't landed on, on my exact feelings about this. But what I can say is the whole damn thing is a political hubbub so you know you're we're mad about this or we're mad about that but the truth of the matter is it's just like when we were in high school and they had most beautiful and most talented and most, and sometimes i guess those people and according to some people they fit the bill and other times it, it was because they you know walked around with a poster vote for me i and sometimes it's because of who their parents were i mean it's all just bullshit the same way it was bullshit in high school this is all bullshit too sorry to offend anyone well the the andrea riseborough movie is pretty good and she's very good in it she's very good in a lot of things uh and it's a terribly small underseen indie movie that would certainly never have gotten this much attention under any other circumstances isn't that kind of what we want yeah but let me i think the bigger sure but just just because we want it doesn't mean it doesn't bring up some questions right so in your opinion just Uh your opinion maybe even just your guess right maybe not even opinion but your guess why why did so many people decide that they wanted to lobby for her i mean i'm sure there's some some insider relationships right like hollywood being what it is uh, you know andrea riseborough has done her work in the trenches so to speak playing supporting roles doing really good work for Years and years and years. So is this her friend stepping up and saying, hey, I think, it, I think it's her friend stepping up. I think it's friends of the director of the movie gotcha. stepping up. I mean, the movie is not nothing. The movie has in supporting roles, Mark Maron, sure. Allison Janney, um, 
Stephen Root. I mean, these are these are famous. You're still not faces. listing the cast of Friends, though. No, it, it certainly does not have the cast of Friends. But these are these are actors, actors, right? These are people yeah, who gotcha. know everybody. And you know, in a year where so many extremely famous performers from extremely well-financed movies were quote-unquote Oscar locks. I don't blame them for saying like, well, what if we just emailed all our friends to remind them to take a look at this smaller movie that nobody would ever think to look at otherwise because the distributor doesn't have any money behind it. Yeah. And the idea- This is a money game. The idea that- any number of other actresses or their representatives in Hollywood were not doing the exact same thing. Agreed. You know, for the past several months, I think that's ludicrous, ludicrous and naive. Everybody who is up there and nominated has been doing some kind of lobbying, sure. and a lot of it involved a lot of money. But here's the here's the one misstep I will say. Okay, a representative of the Acad- of the Academy should have never made a statement in support of this person. I don't, I, to my knowledge, that didn't happen. I thought that did happen. That, uh, to my understanding, it did the happen. The president of the Academy made a statement in support of Michelle Yeoh, but oh, not, not, in, okay, not in support I gotcha. of Andrea Rice. Well, she shouldn't have done that either. No, that she muddies the water. Right. So, because that's also a person who was nominated then, right? Yes. Uh, that should have never happened either. Well, you know. And so maybe that's maybe that was my misread of what was going on. But at the same time, don't you can't say – I mean, you just shouldn't say anything. You well, shouldn't say anything. You it know, muddies the water. Forget it, Rachel. It's Chinatown. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, boy. It, if, we're, if we're looking for the Academy to uphold a model of ethics, I'm no, not sure. No, I'm that, not. I'm not. That's, that's, that's where fruitful. I started. I, started this, I yeah. started this outro that really became a reflections. I started it as a, this is all bullshit anyway, so why do we care at all? Sure. But at the same time, I'll be watching. Because, I, yeah, I want to I see if yeah, Kate Blanchett like takes home a, a third Oscar. Or, you know, I want to see Brendan Fraser cry a lot. If he wins Best Actor, and you know, it's fun. It's it's movie prom. It's movie prom. Yeah. Well, thank you to Batwell Studios. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. And uh, why don't you go online, go onto the World Wide Web, why don't you surf the net, if you will, and uh, go on over to SidewalkFest.com or visit us on social media at SidewalkFilm. Because, folks, I don't know what to tell you. We're showing movies all the time at the Sidewalk Cinema. We have all kinds of special events coming up and special screenings, along with screenings of exciting new first-run titles uh, that you're going to want to get a ticket and come see at the cinema. So why don't you head on again to that website, SidewalkFest.com, get your tickets, come see a movie with us. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words our expertise.